Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join hosts Matt and Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels for some good and healthy girl talk. Get comfortable and ready to take some notes because there's always a gem. This season, we are digging into radical self-love through the 12 principles of healing through hospitality. Welcome to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh Uh-oh. You giving us a little extra? I was trying to get a little jazzy with it. Why? Because it's almost your birthday and you're getting excited. Oh, that too. No, because I told you (laughs) I feel like the intro sounds the same all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to jazz it up. Y'all, let us know if you have any ideas for this intro. I mean, it's consistent for me and I feel like it's like, you know, a staple part of the brand. Right. And we did agree that consistency would be your word of the year. Didn't we? <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> you said by the next episode we would have agreed. Y'all, Aries are bossy. She's she an Aries. Me She's into my word of the year. She's an Aries. So there's that consistency. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of what we're loving, let's transition right on in to love it or leave it. Huh, let's see. Am I leaving or loving today? I am loving. So you it's all know. A loving. We, re- we changed the name of this section Ciao. from what I'm loving to love it or leave it. And it's don't, still a lot of love. Don't worry, because there are several episodes <laughs> left in this thing. And I am sure there is going to be something Some that you ain't I'm, feeling. Exactly. Yeah, so, but what I'm loving is the Pivot podcast. So you all probably know that I am a um, huge sports fan. And um, I love football and basketball, other sports. They're okay too. But um, one of my favorite players from when when I was living in Chicago was Brandon Marshall. I was like in love with him. He was so cute. He could dress nice. (laughs) Oh, I just loved him. Anyway, over the, like during the pandemic, they started the I Am Athlete podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was him. It was Chad Ochocinco. And then two or three other no two other guys that were Mm -hmm. football players that I didn't know about anyway some shady business went down and two of the guys who used to be with I am athlete had to pivot and start their own podcast called the pivot I didn't even know that happened yes it happened at the beginning of the year I really enjoyed I am athlete yeah so basically and we won't go too far and down this rabbit hole but basically they were saying that what they initially thought was the intent of I am athlete Brandon started wanting to make it larger or Mm. let me not say larger because they were um, okay with the growth but the intent and Mm -hmm. how he wanted to market it and things like that broader maybe broader yeah Mm -hmm. the vision expanded and they weren't necessarily um, on board on board with the new vision so they decided to pivot and start um, their own podcast which is actually doing really really well um the two and, guys you don't know. Yeah, the didn't, two guys I didn't don't know. know. I know them now, but I, mean, I didn't know them. But look at how they took Brandon's customers and went and They slavery. did, but you mm-hmm. know what? What they what I've been um hearing from mm-hmm. other people who listen to or looked at I am athlete, mm-hmm. they're still doing both. So oh. yeah, I listened to the pivot and I also um I actually watch these things on YouTube because it adds like uh um 
A little value. Yeah, a little right? value to yeah. see like the expressions and stuff like that. Um, but it's really good. I know you don't have to be a football fan um, to like either one of the podcasts. It gives mm. really it. I think it gives the male like perspective mm-hmm. on a lot of different things, and you think um, you get to see how men think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoy it. So I would encourage you guys to check out the Pivot podcast. It's nice. with. Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder, and Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark used to play for Washington um, like some years ago. And Channing is so funny. So it's a good little podcast. I would encourage you guys to check it out. First, the life lessons. And then if you need to better understand your man, you might be able to get some little nuggets from there too. Yeah. And if you are a man and you're not already tuned in, you should definitely check it out. I know. I always leave out our male listeners. listeners. They're out here. I got an email um, this morning from oh. a man who is signed up to receive the Love Madden emails, mm-hmm. um, thanking me for the word of the week and saying that it was oh. right on time. This is the second, I, I had a man a couple of weeks ago who reached out and then this is the second time that I've had a man that, you know, sent me an email to say thank you. So shout out to the men. Shout out to the men. We love y'all. <laughs> All right. I also have a love it this week. Um, I was trying to think of something to leave, but I don't know if there any of them are appropriate for the back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't what, want the people to know all your business. That's so. really me off. Um, <laughs> so my love it is um, the longer days and the warmer mm, weather. Yeah, I am just really grateful to have um, just more light. Yes, I yes, think it's yes, we talked yes. about. We've talked about on the show just how. Um, the environment and the weather can affect mm-hmm. our mood. And mm-hmm. I just feel like being able to not have to carry around a big coat yes. or, you know, lug around you heavy boots. You can move more freely in the world. Yes. I just feel <laughs> cracking my little sun, my moon roof and having a little bit of air coming in. Come on, moon roof. And even like being able to do things at the end of the work day and mm. still have t- light. Time, yeah, time, still have light. Mm-hmm. Um, is what I'm loving, and I'm sure many others would agree. Yes. Go enjoy and take advantage of the extra. It's not really extra light, but the light. Yes. Spring is almost here. I read um, a, a little while back that Maryland had approved some legislation to get rid of yeah. the spring backward, fall forward, all yeah, that. Yeah, but I, it's... It, it needs to be a joint effort. Like Maryland federal, can't, yeah, like yeah. a federal national mandate. Because yeah, now like, it's six o'clock in Virginia. Exactly. Like, just don't. That, that wouldn't even be feasible because everybody <laughs> in the DMV area is so intertwined. Like Maryland, so, right. you running late to your appointment. You're like, when I left, it was five o'clock. <laughs> in a reservation. This is what they call performative politics. Yeah. AKA a bullshit. All right. <laughs> we hate like, to see come it. On. Yeah. Like, this, this is not even feasible. But yes, if it was done on a national, you know, at the federal level, it would make total sense. But not Absolutely. at the state level. Well, actually, let me let me let me get my facts straight. Because I think there are some states. There are there uh, Arizona, one of them. It's a state. Like, there's a I state. was gonna say Texas, but I don't know. No, it's not Texas. Oh. There there well, let me not. 
Let me. I said, <laughs> I said I'm very confident. I don't know. <laughs> but there are, so let me like take a couple steps back. There are a couple of states that that worked in. I think it probably works in bigger states that don't again have so much connectedness with other states around them, like right. a Texas or. Right. If California or wanted to do it, yeah. that would make like so much more sense. Because... Yeah, but the because they're the whole almost exactly. the whole West Coast, but the East Coast. I mean, you're in Delaware for two seconds, right? So yeah. it doesn't work anyway. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> all right, cool. Um, time to transition into our next segment and set the table. I kind of love that it's called set the table because today we're talking about. Breaking bread. Oh, go ahead. Say with a J. I was going to (laughs) say joining one another at the table to break bread. So I was getting there. I just had a little, a little bit more flowery words to get there. We were talking about something in our line sister chat. This is again a little off topic, but we were talking about like you need a little bit of floor play before you get into the main thing, and you was trying to give us floor play into breaking. That's all. I was just trying to warm the people up, okay? Okay. (laughs) So this is the sixth principle of the Healing Through Hospitality framework. And as you just heard, it's breaking bread. We want to talk about um, some of the deeper and spiritual connection that happens when people gather around the table um, to eat but also to connect and to commune. So without further ado, let's dig, dig in. in. <laughs> now, we know that Maddie is like the mini Martha Stewart, um, definitely out of the two of us, but she's <laughs> mini Martha Stewart just out here in the world in general. Um, so I'm going to ask this question, mm-hmm. but <laughs> let me see what mini Martha has to say. <laughs> What does breaking bread look like in practical terms for you? I'm going to simplify this, okay? It doesn't have to be Martha. And honestly, I always say this when people call me Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart stuff be complicated. Yeah. I love the look, but it ain't no, she don't, she's not, she wasn't on the Rachel Ray 30 minutes or less. Martha had time. Yeah, Martha had time. She was like, I don't even want to get into some of the details, but if you look at some of her Thanksgiving spreads, (laughs) it has to be a small army helping her with this. Um, But in practical terms for us, breaking bread is just taking the time for a mindful and intentional connection Mm -hmm. and anchoring that around food. So It's choosing to have a Panera date over a catch-up phone call or text message. Mm. Um, When possible, it's having people over in your home for even a warmer feel um, and, you know, preparing a meal. And we're going to get into that, like the Mm -hmm. roots of just comfort foods and just Mm -hmm. what, how we even associate certain seasons and certain celebrations with foods. But in the simplest terms, um, it's, it's just bringing ourselves to the literal table so we can look people in the eye Mm -hmm. over a coffee or tea or glass of wine, um, some, some bites of something Mm -hmm. and um, being able to connect over food and drink. Food and drink always make everything better. One hundred percent, even if you're by yourself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, it's like even if you're. I mean, yeah, even if you're having a really bad day, a c- nice cocktail, a glass of wine, and a carb, honey. Yeah, a carb. A carb. It, there is science to that. Mm, a mm, carb mm. will boost your mood. It's nothing like it's, it. 
a carb and there there's also like um, something satiating about fat. That's why they say pizza is the perfect comfort food oh. because it gives you the carb and then it also gives you the cheese. Mm, I love me a good cheese. Anyway, we'll I do die. Too. <laughs> we'll divert from that. <laughs> we are so bad. All right. Tennille, over to you. What role has breaking bread played in your personal a journey toward healing? How has connecting over food um, helped to bless you on your journey toward healing? Yeah, I would say um, healing and then just life in general. So mm-hmm. I am someone, although I am, I'm a, like an introverted extrovert. I love coming together over food. This is um, something that was ingrained in me as part of my family. Um, there doesn't even have to be a reason, but Sunday dinners, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come together and, and have those. And it's in those moments, um, whether it's with your family or your friends, where you build those deeper connections, right? You learn more about people and why they may be the way that they are through conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the food helps to break down some of the walls, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It doesn't happen all the time, but I I do think it, you know, creates the space for um, conversation to happen, for healing to happen. Sometimes laughter around the food, right? Like we're we're having these conversations while we're eating. We're getting loud. (laughs) We're getting loud. Oh, we're definitely getting loud. My family is getting loud. Okay. You cannot marry me if you are like (laughs) adverse to loudness. Noise. Because child, it could be my uncle. (laughs) It could even be like Just like his regular talking. (laughs) I'd be like, why are you, why are you so loud? If you bring someone from the outside world into that family fold, who's not accustomed to that? It could be borderline aggressive. The is loud. The talking is loud. This is just a lot of And noise. we're kind of like all sarcastic. Like there's just a lot smart. of dynamics exactly. that go on. But again, um, it's over that. Like it's been ingrained in me to bring people together with food, through food. And for me in my healing journey, mm-hmm. it's it's really been like the outlet that I needed, right? So mm-hmm. of course, like you said before, you can call someone on the phone and you can pour your heart out, right? Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like having that, the energy mm-hmm. um, from the people who you're sitting beside or across the table from. Um, and then, yeah, just who doesn't like good food as a, yeah. as a catalyst to do that. So really it's a part of me, whether it's healing or just living in general, I love a good meal. I love getting together over food. I love healing and, and hearing people's stories through food, but I also just like love laughing and, um, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Even if you're not together, I think even when like, even in these COVID times, someone's been mm. sick or dropping off a care package or. Um, I think you mentioned this on your podcast when you had had a procedure and Ellie and I dropped by mm. with our soupy ice cream sundae that melted on the way or somebody comes drops off some donuts or something. Mm-hmm. It is there's some love, especially when someone brings a home cooked meal. Um, one of our don't expect that from me. <laughs> one of our girlfriends just had a little baby, and I want to pack up some food and mm-hmm. head over there. That's why I think Spoonful of Comfort has been it's, so successful. Yes. It's like the best being able to send someone a, a soup 
mm-hmm. and rolls or cookies, something they could warm up along with a yes. few other items. It's I wish I thought of it. It's genius. Yeah. That was a genius move. Mm. That but, was a good one. But alas. There are other genius moves out here to be made. Yeah, we're we're cooking <laughs> in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what has oh, so my my answer to the question, mm-hmm. what role has breaking bread played in my personal journey? Oh my gosh, I have probably so many examples of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm gonna stem back to family too and culture mm-hmm. and tradition. Mm-hmm. So my family's Ethiopian and just like with many black families across the diaspora, food is just at the core of every mm-hmm. we can't do anything. And it not be a whole meal production. And <laughs> it is, I would use the word offensive, insulting mm. even, <laughs> if you, you don't, don't want to eat somebody's food. Yes. And I think it's because the people, the cooks, typically the mamas, the aunties, mm-hmm. the grandmothers, but also many families, the men, like my dad cooks to meals, dad cooks. Yes. Um, um, they put so much love into it. Mm-hmm. And I, as I've been reflecting on how I show up in the world now, I, I don't know if I would be insulted, but maybe. <laughs> it's an act of service. I believe that my taking the time to, you know, I, there are lots of other places where I could get a good meal for someone, but taking the time to try to cook something for them from scratch is because I love them. So mm-hmm. even if we're not gathering around the table, which is the bulk of what we're going to talk about in this episode, because that is really the framework that Love Madden, that's the foundation that Love Madden was mm-hmm. built upon. Um, but even if we're not gathering around the table to break bread and have having good conversation, even just the act of cooking for someone, mm-hmm. um, packing a lunch for a kid or yes. uh, making a plate for your partner, like those are all acts of service mm-hmm. around nourishing them, yes, you know, yes, feeding yes. them, meeting a very basic need, helping someone to meet a very basic need. Um, the mother, you know, child connection and just being able to feed your baby. There's mm-hmm. just something so beautiful and spiritual about that. Um, so for me, I think the role it's played has not just been sitting down to break bread. And I talk about that a lot, like how I started Love Madden with my wife tribe and our group and Mm -hmm. how we sit down every month, but it's just been the act of being able to serve others. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's been healing to me to be able to serve others. So, yeah. I love that. Um, I was going to tell you guys a story as Maddie was talking. I was like, I can't believe, you know, you, you come for the gyms, but mm-hmm. you also come from, for some of these shenanigans. <laughs> so we were playing, um, we're planning a 90th birthday party for my grandfather mm-hmm. and we were having a family meeting, mm-hmm. right? So they say, okay, at the family meeting, it's, we're going to have spaghetti and something and something, something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I am called and told that I need to pick up the chicken from some chicken spot or whatever Mm -hmm. y'all I go now we get our chicken from this one spot all the time Mm -hmm. I have on my new fur coat that I I have not really worn that many times yeah I got it during the um the first sale yes but like uh, no 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 let me let me finish go back I'm confused so I had my fur coat on because I had gone out with some girlfriends okay um a few, you know, hours before or whatever. So I walk into this chicken spot. Y'all, 
my mom didn't tell me that she ordered the chicken from another spot. Oh, and when I say that place smells like Greece. chicken, chicken. <laughs> that was what, that was my question. Why would you take your fur into? I was so, cuz it was it was the really cold out. Pot. Cuz I thought I was going to she had already pre-ordered it. I thought I was going to walk in and walk out, girl. Mm. They like, "Oh, we can't find the order." Da 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 da. da. I call her. She like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I said, lady. But again, this just goes, even for something simple as a meeting where when I finally got to my aunt's house, there were only four people who were at this meeting in person and everybody else was virtual. Did we really need to have food? Did I really need to go get chicken smells in my fur coat for four people? It's giving bougie people problems. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That really made me, I was really mad that day. You see, when our generation tries to elevate from our roots, <laughs> it's when the clash of the greasy fried chicken joint meets <laughs> bougie Betty in the fur coat. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Anyway, <laughs> what is a personal lesson um, that you've learned as it relates to breaking bread? Um, that there is healing that happens at the table. That. For me, it in a lot of ways has been my therapy couch. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways has been my church service. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say that I don't try to seek out these things, you know, in their traditional forms. Mm -hmm. But there have been many seasons where I just wasn't tuned into church. Just wasn't meeting my needs or... I didn't have a therapist. I didn't feel like looking for one again or my insurance switch or whatever. Um, And more often than not, that table has been the place where I have cried, Mm -hmm. where I have comforted and held up girlfriends who are crying, have been the place where we've been laughing and talking deep into the night after the meal was over. Mm-hmm. scheming and plotting. Um, I have <laughs> groups of girlfriends whose businesses were literally birthed mm. um, at my dinner table, you know, who have who are now very successful and operating in their businesses, whether it's apparel or interior design or coaching or podcasts or blogs or uh, nanny services. I mean, I can't I can't even begin to tell you how many things we have hatched up. Um and thought of around the table. I have a mm-hmm. friend who lost her mother, whose mother was in hospice, who broke down at that mm-hmm. table. Friends who've mm-hmm. um, gone through fertility issues. A friend mm-hmm. who lost a baby. You know, so many things that have happened yeah. around that table. <laughs> and and even just the daily um, dinner. Like I love my husband. Um, love him. He loves to eat at either the counter or the sofa. Mm-hmm. And I'm always pulling him to the table to so the that table. we can. So that we can look at each other face to face and not be side by side. Um, I read this or saw this somewhere that men, pay attention to this next time you go on a date with a man, if you're into men. They like to be, <laughs> don't want to make any assumptions here. Right. They, generally speaking, like to sit side by side because they um, connect more physically. So if you pull into a booth or something where you have a, a, a guy will, you know, if he's into you. <laughs> if he's into you, right. And if he does this on the first date, I, I it might be a bit actually, much. Actually, yeah. I, I might be a bit. For me, it's a bit much even it being is. married. I'm like, dude, why are you sitting next to me? But he wants to like hold my touch, hand and touch yeah. and be close. And 
And for me on a date, I want to converse. I want to look at you. And he doesn't care that much about like we can he said we can still talk side to side. Girl, by side. you gotta work your neck muscles and just turn <laughs> your head and look at that man. It's too much. Sit across to me, it's a more intimate connection looking in someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. And for my husband, it is a more intimate connection putting That's his nice. hand on my thigh. So yeah. we we try to, you know, kind of work it that out works. where we do a little bit of both, but <laughs> In the house, when we're not on a date, that's our struggle. I'm like, let's sit at the table. We have a table. And he's like, let's sit on the sofa, you know, with our food in our lap. So, um, yeah, there's just so much healing that happens Mm -hmm. at the table. The list could just go on and on and on. Um, So that's my personal lesson, that I have found healing at the table. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that is pretty much my lesson, too. What I will say is... um, the table is a place where you can really work through your issues, right? So it's a place to strategize. It's mm-hmm. a place to to cry. It's a place to, it really just it has so many benefits mm-hmm. coming around the table, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're in a not so good point in your life or whether you're riding high, mm-hmm. um, the the motivation, and I go back to the energy that you feel and that you get, the love that you get from that table really just um, propels you. I, I think for me, it, it makes me know that I'm loved, um, which is important. It um, makes me know that, you know, anything that I'm going to go through, um, there is someone there to support me in that um, endeavor. And so mm-hmm. as like going through something like fertility, which can feel like as a, a very isolating, isolating yeah. event, right? Knowing that I can come together over dinner or um, I think I talked about, it might've been on my podcast, the Overreaction Podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet. Ding, 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 ding. Coming. That was a plug. <laughs> was a plug. Um, Loving, like, my one of my favorite parts of Maddie's um, prior home was the kitchen island, um, and that was our table, right? We would we were sitting there looking for a sperm donor for me, or we've been there as I've cried about a man who did me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. there are just so many things. We, like Maddie said, you birthed businesses there. So mm-hmm. I feel like you can conquer the world at the table, like, I, with ooh. some good girlfriends yes. and some good food you can't or it, and actually let me put the men in there too because I did give Lewis a shout out on my podcast he probably doesn't listen to it but I did shout him out I told mm. him he was a part of my council mm. and so yeah so men and women can yeah. be a part of that um, group around the table to help you just um, propel in life and to get through life so yeah and it's and it's not even just for the tough times like every celebration every, yeah again I'm talking for black people but I'm sure other people too chime in other people who tune in let chime me know if y'all, how y'all celebrate but we it's always always with food. you know how there's that's like probably a- to the detriment of some of these <laughs> communities like you don't need to celebrate everything with food everything that's probably but, why I'm fat now if you, if you shut up if you need to catch up with a girlfriend who you haven't talked to in a while you're You'll be like, let's, we let's never are like, let's, let's, go, let's go for a walk. I mean, you got to both be like, all right, sis, we got to be intentional. Let's do a walk. But nine right. times out of 10, it's going to be food. It's food, yes. And um, I think it is because there is like a spiritual level of connection. So I want to say two things. One, when you think about, Tanil, if you if you do listen to her podcast, I, I am plugging it. If you don't listen to it, you should listen to it. But if you do listen to it, you know that she's got a soundtrack 
um, to her life. So she's recounting some stories from her life. And at the end of every episode, um, she'll share a song and she's pretty much compiled a playlist that's like a soundtrack. So if you're our age, you know that soundtracks had a chokehold on mm-hmm. black movies in the late 90s yes. and early 2000s. Sometimes the soundtrack was better than was the movie. better than, yes, Waiting to Excel soundtrack. Preacher's Wife. Oh, the Preacher's Wife. Um, Love and Basketball, Love Jones. Mm-hmm. Love Jones. Even oh, the, what yeah. was the thing where Eddie Murphy played the fat person? That thing had a good soundtrack. The Clock? <laughs> What's the name of the movie? The Nutty Professor. Oh, The Nutty Professor. Right. <laughs> that's the clumps. It's the same. The soundtrack was so good. Really? I'm gonna have to go see it. Probably Cisco was probably on that soundtrack. And so was um no, 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 no. no doubt. That, yes, it was <laughs> look it up while we're talking. Um, and so we talk about soundtracks. And so if you're like in our millennial demographic, then you already know what we're talking about. I feel like food is a soundtrack for life too. Like certain mm-hmm. events are gonna have certain foods associated with them. And when you think about those foods, it will take you back to certain celebrations. So you know for a fact, if you, at least if you were in DC or maybe in New York, but wherever you are, if you went clubbing during your 20s and you were hungry late at night at two o'clock in the morning, you're going to get you a big extra large slice of what? Jumbo slice. That's it. That's the soundtrack. If I try to even look at a jumbo slice now... <laughs> Talking about food, I can't do it, especially not at no two a.m. in the morning. Um, the other day, I went to a bridal shower and I just had my mouth ready for deviled eggs. Can I make deviled eggs at home? Absolutely, but do I? No, no. you wait for the baby shower, the bridal shower. It's shower food, and even within the Ethiopian culture, there are certain foods that go with certain celebrations. Mm-hmm. When we think about planning a wedding celebration, I mean, we spend time focused on the menu. We go to we go to tastings. We want the food to be right. good. A wedding cake is something that people look forward. Even if you're not into cake, it's just looking at the wedding cake and designing it. It's like mm-hmm. a central piece of the celebration. So. Um, when I talk about the food soundtrack of our lives, there are certain foods that'll take us to certain places. And now yeah. that I have a little one, I'll make her foods and I almost feel the nostalgia of something I haven't had in years. Like I haven't had a mm-hmm. fish stick in decades or a peanut butter jelly sandwich, yes. you know, or cinnamon Girl, you toast. You haven't had fries. a peanut butter jelly sandwich recently? I, I just had one. I had a peanut butter jelly sandwich last week for the first time in probably noble. 30 years. Like, I don't think I've had, <laughs> I don't think I've had a peanut butter jelly peanut sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly is a mainstay in my um, meal in your selection. Life? To this day? Yes. To this day. Oh, my gracious. When you need something for lunch, let me get that Wonder Bread, white, classic white bread. No way, Jose. You're All eating right. Wonder Bread? That is so... <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I cannot. I mean, Do you I'm... eat Kraft Singles? No. I stopped that, but Thank I would because it does make the best grilled cheese. It's not cheese. I know. Okay, but wait. I, let's do. Let's do a quick. <laughs> do you drink those little hug juices? There's no, something I needed. never did that when I was a kid. I did not like those. They tasted salty. It's some things yeah. that needed to stay in our honey buns, soda. Yeah, those I'll things do. need to. You do. You do drink soda. Mm-hmm. Them plastic um, freeze pops that cut the side of your mouth. No. Right. There's some things that are that. So for me, that's what peanut butter and jelly is. Dang. Y'all come in our comments and let us know if you're still eating pe- peanut butter and jelly. I thought that was just like a black 
person's like staple meal when you needed no, something quick. Ma'am, you said thirty years. That? I would say like ten. I, I, that would have been a little bit more acceptable. Thirty. You I, haven't had a peanut butter and jelly since you course. were nine. Yeah, I have not. No. <laughs> Why on earth? Would I, maybe, maybe a random one in high school. That's oh, a that's child's food. You have not had an uncrustable. That's what I had the other day. I had oh. uncrustable, and I was like, "This, <laughs> this is phenomenal." I've never I had, this, had one of those. It's I just, good. I had like the strawberry. Hmm. Oh, oh! Now we're really getting down on. You know I what? Do Ellie, not like strawberry you know jelly. What Ellie said what? it's nasty. Thank you. She <laughs> wants grape jelly. You need to have peanut butter with grape jelly. You cannot do strawberry jelly. I'm gonna do a poll. I, I can tolerate grape jelly, but I grew up on strawberry jelly, so that's where I am with it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I am totally off track of what I was trying to say. Oh, yes. Certain foods and nostalgia bring us back to certain places. So when we think about comfort foods, think about if you had a relationship with your grandmother, someone's Mm -hmm. grandmother's cooking is so important to them. If you had a relationship with your mother, um, your mother's cooking, there's a saying, it doesn't translate that well to English, but Mm -hmm. in Amharic, there's a saying that your mother's hand tastes good. That food Mm, from your mama's hand tastes, there's a taste to it that it it could be the same thing, but but it's something about your way your mama made it that Mm -hmm. makes a difference. So like one of the things I had to overcome as a wife was, you know, my husband thinking like, that's good, but it's not the way. It's my mama's. I was calling the mom, (laughs) calling my mother-in-law. What kind of cheeses do you do in this? How do you do your glazed carrots? And then I was like, no, it's a new day, brother. <laughs> You're like, if you want those glazed carrots, you, you better go over right on down the street. <laughs> um, I, I had like a moment when his sister came and had something I made and said, mm, this is good. This is better than mom's. And I was like, Ooh. really? And he was like, no way. And I said, sir, if you want to stay married to me. At least least pretend. Yeah, give her like two or three dishes that are better than your mom's. But so now it's come around over the years where there are a few things that he actually prefers that I make. But it's the it's the love and it's tasting like home. I don't know if it's necessarily comparing the recipes, but if all you've known is the way you know your family's made it and you know they've made it with love and it reminds you it's nostalgic, then having someone else make it is like it's good. But it's not my mother's, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be how like my grandmother's potato salad. She's still here and thriving. Mm, Thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're trying to prepare people to make the potato salad the way that she makes it because in the uh, you know when she leaves this earthly world, somebody's got to make the potato salad, and everybody tries. Uh, I tried you, it once. Say, are you one of the people undergoing this? I tried it once. I could try it again. I tried it once. I, it was, I mean, I don't know if it tasted exactly like hers, but it was good. Mm-hmm. My uncle has been trying it as well. That's good. And I, I think it is important when we talk about like traditions and family that we do pass down yes. our recipes, write them down. And the thing is with our families, we don't want to tell the whole recipe. <laughs> Come My grandmother on. probably didn't even tell me the whole recipe. Yeah, you, she was leaving out the smoked paprika, and that's what made a difference. <laughs> You're like, well, I can never quite get it right. Um, so, yeah. All right. I don't even know where we are on our agenda. Have, did you share a personal you. lesson? I did. Okay. So, the next question is, what do you want women to know about breaking bread mm. um, or, or gathering people around a table with food um, in their own lives? 
Yeah. So I would say that we should leave room at the table for that deeper connection. Mm. Um, I think it's important that we can kind of let our guard down and allow ourselves to be uh, more vulnerable in those situations because that's how the healing happens, right? There's not a magic in the food. It's the connection that happens over the food. Um, I was talking about this to Tennille as we were preparing for the episode that when you think of Holy Communion, which is, you know, one of the very holy sacraments Mm -hmm. that we practice to show or rituals that we practice to show reverence to God and um, as Christians and as believers that his body was broken and his blood, um, you know, ran out for us um, and our salvation. When we are asked to give thanksgiving um, and do these things in remembrance of me, the ritual that, you know, we were commanded to do, the holy sacraments are bread and wine. And when you think about the Last Supper um, and some of the direction that Christ gave was over a meal. Um, When you think about his first miracle, it was a wedding celebration. Mm. Um, When you think about some of the very early churches, they were people who were meeting in their individual homes Homes, at the table. Mm. So I think we have to leave room for that spiritual thing to happen Um, So that's why I especially love connecting over food in the home because Mm -hmm. you don't feel the pressure of the waiter needing to turn the table or not wanting to cry in public or just, you know, some of the outside noise and distractions. I think um, gathering at home, I also think having a little wine flowing always helps the situation. It helps Mm -hmm. for people to kind of loosen up and go deeper. Um, I think those things really make a difference. And so my takeaway or my actionable step would be to create the room and the space mm-hmm. for the the depth and the connection to happen over the meal. Um, and I think we do that by creating space, safe environments in our home um, and having time where people don't feel rushed after yes. the meal is over. It's always when the crumpled plates, when crumpled napkins are on the plate, that's really when the connection, I think, turns up. True. And then when you go back for like the second plate and yeah. the third plate. The sc- wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, hey. The Not dessert. like whole plates, but like, you know. The little scoop of whatever you yeah, like. The, the nibble. And you know what? As- you talking for like four hours. No, I'm talking you for hours. And as the chef, the person, you know, as, as you are the, the home cook, if you cook, we always pay attention to what's the second. If they come back with a second scoop of X, but not then Y, you know. I'm like, damn, why wasn't a hit? But they <laughs> they're going back for that pasta though. True, true. Um, so you know how to kind of repeat it. What about you? What's something that you think folks can take away around implementation of this? Yeah, I would just say um, don't overthink it. Um, as Maddie said, it doesn't have to be Martha Stewart. Um, you know, style or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, you all know that I can cook, but I don't enjoy cooking. So if I wanted to invite some of my girlfriends over to, you know, have these types of conversations and to create the space, Mm -hmm. it's okay if I get it catered Mm -hmm. or go pick up a salad from Panera and maybe put it in my own serving dishes. Mm -hmm. Like it's, Make it as simple as you need to. Yes, yeah. there is an extra 
um, a little extra love and bonus when it's home cooked. But don't let that be the thing that stops you um, from all of the benefits that uh, occur when you break bread. That's good. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, there's now we have to add this extra production value to everything. Even when we want to show up on camera, on social or on live, or even when the podcast, Janelle was talking about the Pivot podcast and how she likes to watch. I mean, we could very well do the same thing, but everything is so highly produced now that we probably feel like, oh, I need to have a filter or a better background or be dressed or whatever. That's fine when you are producing something like we're producing a show, but a dinner shouldn't always have to be a production. Um, And one thing that I do is I ask people to either put their phone in their Mm. pocketbook or um, some people will like say set it at the center of the table or do whatever. I'm not that prescriptive about it, but I'll be like, all right, y'all, let's just put our phones up and be present. And most people don't have a problem with it. We're not going to police it. Mm -hmm. um, But I'm always intentional about saying it at the start. So we'll take a couple deep breaths. We'll jump in and I'll be like, okay, guys, now let's unplug whatever is on fire they'll figure it out without you. You can get back to it. Your problems will still be there. I'm I'm always famous for saying that. So I think it is important that, um, like Tanil said, it's it's okay for it to be simple. And um, it, there doesn't have to be a high production value. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. There doesn't have to be a hashtag for everything. I mean, we can't even have a simple... Uh, a child's birthday party. I mean, there's nothing that we can have that doesn't require eight to 10 vendors and all of right. this coordination, you know? Um, and, you know, we love we love the pomp and circumstance, but I think it's also important to get back to the basics. Agreed. All right. So if there is um, one way that you can apply this practice in the very near future in your mm-hmm. own life, how are you going to go about doing that? I have been thinking about having a um, one of my girlfriend groups over mm-hmm. for dinner. Um we had moved, so we're in a smaller space. And so I was still kind of getting things sorted and unpacked. Oh, I think that was one of my um, <laughs> previous answers to this question was getting my master bedroom um, fully unpacked. Yeah, I think when we talked about tidying up. So I do have a praise report. My sister is going to be coming by at 2 p.m. today. and We're going to tackle that room because that's the last room I had. Um, but for me, it's to have people over in my new space. Um, between... The Omicron surge um, and just being in a smaller space and not being unpacked. I just haven't done what I love to do. So I plan to do that in the very near future. What about you? Yeah, so I've been tossing around this idea as um, I get prepared for my birthday mm-hmm. of doing these like small, intimate dinners with um, different groups of friends mm-hmm. and using those um, meals as opportunities to make connections with other people. So the friends who I bring to these dinners, they may or may not know one another, Mm -hmm. um, but they could be um, experiencing similar issues or have experienced similar issues. And Mm -hmm. it'll help um, deepen some of those connections. Um, And we can, of course, learning from um, each other is really important as well. So if I don't do a series, I will commit to doing one of those dinners um, in the month of April. Nice. If you do do series, or even if you don't, you know what would be a cute element to add to this? Well, last time I thought I had a bright idea with yoga, you shut me down on the air. So I'm used to it. You might oh, no, tell me. shut me down again. Maybe asking, like if it's mixed company, I don't know if these are all girls dinners, asking Yeah, because I ain't got no dad. 
I don't have no male friends like that. I need to work on that. Maybe that needs to be my goal. That's for what I was about to say. Takeaway. Asking the guest to bring a male friend. So, like, mm. if if Lou and I were to be part of one of these dinners, maybe seeing if between the two of us we could find someone. Now, if I had someone, I'd have brought them around sooner. But maybe if we're charged with it, then <laughs> maybe you're gonna dig dig, dig a little deeper. <laughs> Maybe somebody, maybe somebody' relationship status has changed over this uh, panini press, <laughs> and maybe, he's, he's no. back uh, open. So yeah, maybe that's an element that we can. That's add a good. To that's this. a good one, mm-hmm. right? Just another way to connect and meet people. Yeah, I love it. Perfect. All, All right. right. Anything else you want to share with the listeners before we depart? I can add this to the show notes, but I had a couple of cookbooks um, for those of us who maybe just need a little bit of. Guidance? Yeah. So we've had Catrice Pedro on mm-hmm. the show before. So I'll link to um, her cookbook, The Funny Mama's Cookbook. Um, I will say Catrice has a nice little shape, but the meals in that cookbook. Yeah. Because I've you been You can only eat them like once a week. Don't you? Can't. Catrice, it's not an everyday if, meal if unless you got her metabolism. <laughs> If you have her metabolism, then you can. Otherwise, but if you're shaped like a pear or a potato or any other vegetable, then that might not work for you. Um, Tia Maori has a couple of good ones. So I think the Quick Fix Kitchen, Whole New You, they're quick ones, but they're also healthy. And then um, what's her name? Um, Adachi. Uh, 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 what's the girl's first name from the Lazy Genius Way? I'm blanking on her first name. Is it Katrina? I don't know. Katrina. Whatever her name is, um, I will link to hers too. It's on pre-order. But the Lazy Genius Kitchen, it's not out yet, but it's all about life hacking and finding, you know, shortcuts and ways to prepare good meals that people can connect around, um, but with lots of shortcuts. So I will link those in the show notes. Love it. All right. Take it to the throne. Yes. Okay. Let's get our organ music going. Close in prayer. Yes, Lord. (laughs) God, thank you so much for um, a new day, a new week, a new episode. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to connect with one another um, and especially for blessing us with the chance to connect with one another over food. Um, We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice that was made for us on the cross. And we thank you for the opportunity to honor you um, through the holy sacraments of bread and wine um, in remembrance of that. And also um, with thanksgiving, with hearts of thanksgiving, God. So we thank you for um, modeling that for us and for leading the way and for teaching us about the importance of connecting around the table and over a meal. Um, and so we ask that everyone who is listening would be inspired to take a chance to meet with somebody right at the table, God, um, and to show love to you through that, to themselves and to one another. We are asking that you would help us to have deeper connection, healing connection, um, these spiritual and magical moments, God, that they would take place when we connect over food. We ask that you would bless us and keep us until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Now go eat some good food. Yum, yum. (laughs) Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. 
Yes, and there's plenty more where this came from. Check out the show notes, download the online guide, and keep the conversation going over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.